This is Find the Eight, a podcast for teens, where change is broken down into bite-sized action steps that you can take even when you're busy, tired, and overwhelmed. I'm Dr. Kara Uwe, and in this first season, we're going to talk about sleep, because it's hard to change anything else if you're sleep-deprived and exhausted. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode five. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about the body clock. Do you have this problem? You wake up in the morning and you feel groggy and exhausted, and it's a struggle the whole day to keep yourself awake, to focus. And then once the evening rolls around, that's when you get all of your energy and you really don't feel like sleeping until really late. Even if you try to sleep, then it's hard for you to fall asleep. If this happens to you, you might have a clock that is running too late. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the body clock and how a body clock that is out of sync with when you want to be sleeping sets you up for a lot of problems, including something called social jet lag. Then later in the episode, we're going to talk about how you can get your body clock onto a time that works better for you. The easiest way to understand this concept of the body clock is to think about what happens with travel. If you were to travel to a new time zone, your body clock would operate on the old time before it had a chance to adjust to the new time. Before adjusting to the new time, your body clock would be out of sync and it would be common to have difficulties during this time with falling asleep, waking up, and feeling alert at the right times. We call that jet lag. As a teen, you're already set up for an out of sync clock because your body clock tends to run later. It's normal for the clock to run about two hours later when you get into the teen years and this later schedule clashes with when you have to wake up for school. And then there are other things that can push the timing of the clock even later. Right now, it's possible that your clock may not want to sleep until 1 a.m., 3 a.m., maybe even later, and it may not want to wake up until 10 a.m., noon, or even later than that. You don't necessarily have a problem with sleep, it's just that you want to sleep at the wrong time. And if your body doesn't want to wake up until noon, but you have to wake up for 7 a.m. for school, this is going to cause problems. If your clock is running late, This may be a really powerful reason why you're struggling to sleep at the right time and also why you're struggling to wake up and be alert during the day. Even if you can wake up, it's really common to have that grogginess and not be able to learn well in the mornings and even into the early afternoon because your clock still thinks it should be sleeping. The good news is that you do have some control over shifting your clock to a time that works better for you. There was a study that was done in which they took a group of teens with very delayed body clocks camping, and within a week, their body clock issues resolved. How come? Just like if you were to travel, the timing of your clock can shift in response to information it receives from your behaviors as well as from what's going on in the environment. The two most powerful cues or time setters for the clock is the time that you wake up and when you receive light and dark signals. Today, we're going to talk about how the timing sets the clock, and in the next lesson, we're going to talk about how light and dark set the clock. Because your wake-up time is such a powerful time setter, when you sleep in, your clock gets a message that it's time to shift later. Now, to be fair, it's really understandable that you sleep later when you have the chance. You're probably trying to catch up on sleep, plus you finally have the freedom to stay up later and sleep in, and all of your friends are probably doing the exact same thing. Unfortunately, there's a big downside, and that is that sleeping in causes the clock to shift even later, and then sets you up to become even more sleep-deprived during the week. And there's even more to the story of the clock. Because the wake-up time is such a powerful time-setter for the clock, if your wake-up time is bouncing back and forth, the clock is getting very confusing signals. 
and this can lead to a constant state of jet lag that you may not be aware of. This jet lag is called social jet lag because it has to do with behaviors and not with travel. If you wake up on weekdays at 7am and then sleep until noon on weekends, this is a 5-hour time difference. You can compare this to taking a flight somewhere 5 time zones behind where you live every single weekend. I live in Toronto, Canada, which is in the same time zone as New York City, and so I will often compare this scenario to taking a flight to Hawaii back and forth every weekend. Normally when you travel, you can expect that your clock can shift at a rate of about an hour every day, meaning that it would take you about five days to shift onto Hawaii time from Toronto time. But in the situation where the wake-up time changes every weekend, your body clock just doesn't have the time to adjust, and this can result in being in a chronic state of jet lag. In addition to the sleep and daytime alertness problems, there are a lot of other things that can happen when you get jet lagged. When jet lagged, you definitely are not operating at your best. It's hard to concentrate and be productive. You can feel really off physically with things like stomach upset, headaches, and even flu-like symptoms. And you can also experience things like a depressed mood, more anxiety, and more mood swings as your body is adjusting to the new time zone. If you're experiencing any of these things and you have a really irregular wake-up time, it's possible that these things will get better or even go away altogether if you're able to be on a more consistent schedule. Of course, there are many other things that can result in these types of symptoms, but at the very least, even if jet lag is not the main cause, it's certainly not helping. Take a moment and think about your wake-up times. Compare when you wake up early for something like school versus when you wake up on weekends, other days when you don't have things scheduled, or on days when you've slept poorly the night before, so you sleep in to catch up on sleep. If the difference in these times is more than two hours, then you might be experiencing social jet lag, and it's hard to know how much it is affecting you until you're able to get on a more regular schedule for a consistent period of time. So what can you do about an out-of-sync clock, and what can you do to limit social jet lag? The first way of doing this is to limit how much you sleep in as much as possible. If you can wake up at the same time every day, then go for it. But for most teens, this is just not realistic. And instead, it's better to just reduce the harm of sleeping in. So for example, instead of sleeping in until 1 or 2 or 3 p.m., you may choose a cutoff time of 11 a.m. or noon. The easiest way to ensure that you wake up is to schedule something fun with somebody else so that you're held accountable. This is a lot trickier during the pandemic, but ideas could include things like having a standing date with a parent or a friend to watch a movie or a TV series, to make a brunch, or to go for a walk or do a workout together. You can sign up for a scheduled class like a regular Saturday morning yoga class, or you can try virtual live accountability sessions by searching hashtag study with me on YouTube. Or if you're 17 or older, you can schedule free sessions on focusmate.com. The key is that you have to plan what you're going to do ahead of time. Otherwise, it's just too tempting to press snooze on Saturday morning when you're feeling really groggy. Scheduling is especially critical in the early days when your clock might be running particularly late and you haven't had the chance to get into the habit of waking up earlier on weekends. For more tips on how to make it easier to wake up, check out episode 3 on how to make the morning less painful. Finally, in order to wake up at a more consistent time, you have to be able to get to sleep earlier. If you're still really sleep deprived, it's just too difficult to avoid sleeping in late. This may mean using some of the strategies that we talked about in episode two, how to curb bedtime procrastination in order to get to sleep or be ready for sleep on time, 
or it may include using the strategies that we talk about in all the other episodes that help with insomnia. Now let's get to action. Choose a realistic time on weekends to wake up. It doesn't matter if it's noon or 1am at this point, just choose what is doable for you right now. As you start to get into the habit of waking up by this latest cutoff time on the weekends, then you can slowly start to advance so that there's less difference between your wake up times. Ultimately, if you can aim for a difference of no more than one or two hours, then this will save you a lot of problems, like not being able to get to sleep on time and all of the other jet lag symptoms that we talked about. If you need help on acting on the other recommendations in this episode, there is a free cheat sheet that can be found by visiting Find the Aid on Instagram and clicking on the link in the bio, or by visiting findtheaid.com forward slash five. To summarize, if you want to avoid having a body clock that is out of sync so that you can sleep better and feel better during the day, taking back some of the control over the timing of your clock is crucial. One of the most important steps is to wake up at a more consistent time. To do this, pick a realistic cutoff time, schedule fun activities with someone who will hold you accountable, and do what you can to address the source of the problem, sleep deprivation. So that's it for today's episode. Today we talked about how the timing of when you wake up impacts the timing of your body clock. There is a whole other piece of the puzzle that we didn't have time for today, and that is how light impacts the timing of the clock. So in the next episode, we're going to talk about light, the body clock, and tips for getting light working for and not against you. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I will see you soon. If you found this episode helpful, please share it, subscribe to this podcast, and follow Find the 8 on Instagram so that you can find the better rested version of your life one bite-sized step at a time.